1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good morning, everybody. It is a Sunday and it means time for Money Wise. And yes, we have the real money guys here today. Ray will explain why I say that after I welcome you and thank you for making this the number one rated weekend show for finance, guidance, for protecting our family. Nobody better than you, Ray. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Phil, for your kind words. Always appreciated. Do you have any train jokes this morning? (laughs) (laughs) No, we won't talk about train jokes this morning. Not right now. (laughs) We're just having some pre-recording conversations. A lot of fun. Uh-huh. A lot of fun, lots and lots of fun. Well, welcome to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening on Sunday morning. We're going to talk about a special subject today about how to start a small business. Um, yeah. What kind of entity should you choose? Should you have a business plan? Where should you operate from? What should be the legal structure? How do you register a name? What about tax tips? What if you have an existing business and you'd like to retire or sell your business? So we've got tons and tons of things to talk about, lots of good information, lots of free information we can send out to you if you have interest. But first, I'd like to welcome the most dangerous Marine I've ever known. Really? And that is my son, Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, everyone. Semper Fi. Now, I suppose you're wondering why I'm calling him the most dangerous Marine I've ever known. I sure was. Well, first of all, it's hard to figure out where he is a lot of the times. And growing up, it was hard to know what he was up to next. Um, fortunately, most of those days have gone by. But uh, he did get pretty squared away when he went down to Paris Island, South Carolina, following a tradition of three other generations before him. So I am very light on my very large frame. Are you? Yes, I'm like a ninja. Oh, you mean in terms of being coordinated or being able to move <laughs> around quickly? You're not talking about your actual weight, I assume. No, I'm just light on my feet. Okay. Well, light on your feet is better than light in your head. Well, welcome, Pete. It's always a pleasure. We will try to keep our discussions uh, neat and clean and honest. Would you like to start out with a quotation this morning, Peter? This goes on to the next page also. This is a Marine Corps quotation that I thought Peter should read. Beautiful. Now, I think I have been both of these at different times in my life since I went to boot camp in 1996, but uh, Marines I see as two breeds, Rottweilers or Dobermans, because Marines come in two varieties, big and mean or skinny and mean. They're aggressive on the attack and tenacious on defense. They've got really short hair, and they always go for the throat. Who's that by? Rear Admiral J.R. Stark from the United States Navy. So I need to ask you the question, Peter. Phil, you can chime in if you wish. Are you big and mean or skinny and mean? I'm not mean. Okay. But I'm big. Okay. You go for the throat. (laughs) When necessary. When necessary. (laughs) If I was uh, a dog, I would probably be one of those wiener dogs where the belly hangs on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I like the analogy. I guess we'll move on from there, won't we? But... Uh, life is a work in process and progress. We're always working on something, correct? Right. Whether it's exercising and staying in shape or... Which I was doing so well at. Losing that extra few last 10 pounds that we're always trying to do. Yep. It's, it's a struggle as we get older. 
Well, we have a wonderful topic this morning, Phil, and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you are in business for yourself, if you have ever thought about being in business for yourself, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do. This country does not run on big corporations. This country runs on small business. And all you have to do is drive up and down a Cushion Avenue or any street in Fall River or any place else in your hometown and look at all the small businesses that are around. And right. That's what this country runs on. Sure. And we need to support small businesses. But it's, it's always a work in process, sort of like Peter and his Marine Corps belly. Right, Pete? That's right. All right, no more references to uh, Marine Corps bellies or anything else. But we have a real serious topic this morning, don't we, Pete? We're going to talk about how to start a small business, how to get money, how to finance it. Uh, we have some actual stories to tell about real-life examples where we've helped people get money from the SBA, which can be done quite quickly, by the way. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But um, let's start out with um, writing a business plan. If you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you have arrived? You have to have some kind of a business plan. And what is a business plan for, Pete? What does it do? It, uh, it's a roadmap, isn't it? Yes, it is. And even if you can figure out how to finance your business without a business plan, um, if, if you want to get financing through a, a lender, uh, then you certainly need a business plan. But if somehow you have private investors and you don't actually need one to get the financing, it's still highly recommended to have one in place. So that way, as my father just said, you know exactly where you're going and uh, what you have to, to do to get your business successful. Well, it doesn't matter what it, what it is, whether it's a, a grocery store, a corner deli, a barber shop, um, a copy store, a dog grooming service, a dog walking service, whatever the choice of business is that you've got an idea about or something more elaborate, um, you need a business plan. Uh, it does a lot of things for you. It sets out what your goals are. Uh, you can do some projections on how much money you think you're going to make during the year. What do you need to support the business? But goals are number one. You need to know what your market is. Who are you attempting to reach out to, whether it's professional services or anything else? How is your business going to be organized and structured? We'll talk about that in just a moment. And then what are you selling? Are you selling services? Are you selling goods? Are you selling hard goods? Are you planning to do a body shop? And how do you plan to get the word out about your business? Um, recently, very recently, in the local newspaper, there's been a story about the Hawthorne Country Club going to reopen. That's exciting news. It's been closed for, what, six months or more, I guess? Yeah. And uh, that's exciting. That means they're going to get the place fixed up again. The, the folks who own it operate the uh, country club and golf course in Lakeville. And when I read that article recently, I was really excited because you know what? We're going to use their services. We'll put on some functions in that location. Oh, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. So when we see things like that, we know that it's also going to mean that people are going to be hired for jobs again. And those are good things. So how are they going to get the word out, I wonder? I wonder if they have a business plan or any startup company. It doesn't matter how small or how big it is. You need to have a strategy and you need to have plans for growth you need to have an estimate, a realistic estimate of what's it going to cost you to get started. What's your weekly cash flow going to be? How many employees are you going to have or if you're going to have anybody? So you have to have a written business plan. And Peter, as you were just saying, if you want to get financing, 
you don't just walk into a bank or a lending institution and say, I'd like to borrow $50,000 because I want to start a business. Well, what kind of business is it? Well, I'm going to be selling costumes. There's lots of holidays, and I've got a lot of good ideas for costumes. I can make my costumes. The first thing they're going to ask you is, do you have a business plan? So that's critical. Uh, There are templates for that. You can buy software for that. You can go into uh, a bookstore. You can go into an office supply store, and you can get uh, software for very short money on how to write a business plan. Or you can get it online, or we can provide some information to you. So a business plan is uh, number one. And one of the main lending sources we have in this country, by the way, is the Small Business Administration. And uh, the SBA does more than... $1 billion worth of loans and guarantees per month for uh, business loans. And uh, that's an important source of funding. I remember um, one of my absolute best friends, I've known him since I was eight, years ago, this is at least 10 years ago, he um, came back home, he lives out in Minnesota now, and he realized that uh, coffee syrup uh, was really only popular in you know Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts, basically, and he wanted to get Autocrat to be a distributor out in his area now, which is Minnesota, and he had a, a very lengthy business plan. I don't remember whatever happened to that, but it is interesting that in certain parts of the country there are businesses that thrive, and you know you go to other parts of the country and they've never heard of it, or you know you sure. go to Florida and you ask for coffee milk and they say, "What the heck are you talking about?" A cheese roll? What? <laughs> Linguisa? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Linguica. Yeah, some people say. Yeah. No, definitely. But you need to have an, an idea. So if you've got an idea, you need to convert it into reality and convert it into a, a plan. And by the way, give us a call at USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. And anything that we're talking about today, we're more than happy to provide a copy and um, basically show you how to get started and give you some good ideas. You know, there are many, many programs around that will provide training. Uh, There are mentoring groups. There are uh, the Southeastern New England uh, Regional Entrepreneurs Forum, I think it's called, SNEF. We've had them on the radio show before. Yes, absolutely. They put on programs every month, and they're a very high-level program for more, probably more for businesses that are operating. Any existing business that is not a member should consider joining and looking at the wonderful speakers that they have and find out how you can make your own business grow and become greater. Well, there's tons and tons of organizations that you can join, small business associations and and local business groups that you can join, not only to get referrals, but to get ideas for your business. The uh, New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce is a fabulous resource. Yes, it is. I was just going to mention them. We were thinking about having somebody come on today, but we've got so much other material we wanted to impart that we uh, decided not to do that. And by the way, it's the Southern New England Entrepreneurs Forum, SNEEF, S-N-E-E-F. If you haven't heard of them before, give us a call at the office. We'll be happy to give you data, contact information, uh, terrific organization. And uh, yes, the Chamber of Commerce has excellent programs. The um, SBA is not as active in immediate New Bedford as they used to be. Uh, The regional office is actually based out of Boston. But it's a superb resource, and their website is excellent. I spent some time 
day before yesterday uh, looking at all the programs that are available. One of the things we're going to talk about near the end of this show today is what if you are a veteran, a minority, or a woman? I wonder if you know that there are special funding programs available for those categories of individuals where you can get more favorable financing because typically veterans, minorities, and women have been underfunded and underrepresented in the past in business. And once again, we've got some specific information on all of that that we can provide for you. So getting some training is really important. Uh, There's a... um, mentoring group that's in downtown New Bedford right now. Um, I don't have information on them right here with me, but I'll be happy to provide it from my office. If you have an idea, if you have a dream, if you have a wish, do something to get it started. There's so many things you can do. Let's talk about business location. Of course, if you have a, a retail kind of a business or if you have a business that maybe is even service, you want to be someplace that people can see has visibility, has access, has parking, uh, not someplace that's hidden off in a corner that nobody can figure out how to get to. So where you locate is uh, very important also. Visibility is huge. Uh, if people don't know that you're there, then you know they're not going to see you and they're not going to stop in, no matter what your service or business is, unless you're there for a long period of time and word of mouth gets around. But uh, you know that's, that's not the way that you want to approach it. And there are, are ways that you can actually find out where traffic patterns are and uh, the amount of vehicles that pass by a certain spot on a daily basis. Um, so you want to research that as well. You, know, you can I do that. Happy to sure. see a brand new stoplight right in front of your location. You know, it's actually been very helpful. I, you know what? I was thinking the same exact thing, Ray. I said people are going to stop. They're going to look to the left and or whatever, and say, "Oh, there's Ray Lance. There's Peter Lance." We're going to get one of those. Dancing people who stands out on the sidewalk with May a I costume suggest, on. No, no, yes. no, no. A one belly the, dancer. A belly dancer. <laughs> a belly dancer. One of those. We're not selling used cars or doing a tax service. <laughs> it will attract attention. You know, Phil, you've always had really good ideas. I like them. We'll get one of those. Uh, one of those big inflatable things that goes flopping all over the place. <laughs> the boys love those. This is this is what we call, ladies and gentlemen, going out in the field or going afield. <laughs> or going off topic. <laughs> that stoplight, I think, is going to be to your benefit. Oh, it definitely is because yeah. sometimes it's hard for, to pull out or to pull in. Yeah. And all you have to do is wait for the light change and then you can do one or the other. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about that aspect of it, but you're right. There's new signage that we have out in front of our office that looks nice and sharp, and mm-hmm. people will take a look at that because they are sitting there waiting at the light. But as my father just said, it's huge because of the medical facility that is Hawthorne Medical now. It's so crowded up there. There are some days that without that light turning red, you're sitting there for minutes, literally minutes, just trying to pull out south. You're not trying to cross two lanes of traffic. You're just trying to get into one lane and takes forever without that light changing. Mm -hmm. But we are very accessible, and we're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road, virtually across the street from Vanity Fair in on your way to your medical appointment. <laughs> or on the way back. On the way back. Thomas Edison once said, by the way, uh, who is a great inventor, and he didn't necessarily invent the light bulb, but he perfected the light bulb. 
and he went through about a thousand different versions of it before he found the right one. And he wrote once, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. You know what Tesla did once? What? He persuaded people that with just by yelling and thinking they could control the direction of a boat, a little you know, motorized boat. Mm -hmm. So he tried to prove it at a park, had the boat in the water, and he was telling people, yell for it to turn, turn, turn. And they did, and it turned. Mm. And then it would go right after they said go right. He invented remote control and was doing the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> And they believed that they had the power. <laughs> you should know? have started a religion and asked for donations after. <laughs> well, so there um, you go. Between the light bulb and remote control. <laughs> I, well, interestingly enough, talking about invention, um, the other day it, we've had such a, a extreme heat wave lately. I said, thank God for air conditioning. I think it's the best invention ever because I'm always very warm. I have a lot of uh, Swedish blood going through me, so I'm a cold weather person. And I had to look up, finally, I, I've been thinking about it, and Willis Carrier was the inventor of modern air conditioning. Now, they've had air conditioning of some fashion dating back hundreds and hundreds of years, but the modern air conditioner was invented by Willis Carrier. Hmm. And thank Goodness so you think him. that's the world's greatest invention? I what do, do you think is the world's greatest invention? I don't care Phil? about the wheel. I don't care about sliced bread. I, don't <laughs> I love my air conditioning. <laughs> so let's ask Phil, what do you think is the greatest invention? Because I've got one, too. I, I think the greatest invention is fire. Fire. Okay. That's good. Did the Greeks invent fire? No. In Greece, it was before them. <laughs> oh, it was? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. My, my vote is for the world's greatest invention. The man who invented lycra. What is it? Lycra. The, uh, like Velcro or no? No, no it's, it, it's the stretch careful. fabric that, that women wear. <laughs> <laughs> he collapsed on the floor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lycra, of Lycra. course, absolutely. <laughs> their, their motto should be, we leave nothing to the imagination. <laughs> Peter's making faces at me. All right, we're we'll going. I'm dying of embarrassment. <laughs> My 70-something-year-old father. Lycra. <laughs> well, one of my favorite quotes, and I actually didn't know who said it until I see it right in front of me, is, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Ah, I love that. And that was Henry Ford. Yeah. I remember that. That is a great quotation. Um, I have one also by a gentleman named Russell Simmons, who was the co-founder of Def Jam Records. That's some of your favorite uh, CDs, I know. No, I've never heard the music, actually. <laughs> but he wrote, you just have to pay attention to what people need and what has not been done. So if you've got a good idea for something yeah. that you think the world needs, um, start a business. That's how Apple got started, Apple Computers. That's how Microsoft got started in people's garages because they had great ideas of yep. things that needed to be done. And and the rest is uh, history. But more importantly, with what we do, um, Peter, in our office, in our offices, um, there's a quotation from the co-founder of Facebook, a gentleman named Chris Hughes, who wrote, you need to be surrounded by good advisors, but you also need to trust your instinct. So one of the things that we can provide, uh, visit our website, by the way, usawealthgroup.com, 
is we can give you advice for how to set up a business, how to structure it, how to get started. And one of the most important things is what kind of a structure should you use? So it can be anything from a sole proprietorship. I'm just going to not incorporate right now. I want to set up a business. But what I do want to do is you have to remember you have to file a doing business certificate with a local town clerk. So if you're in Dartmouth, you go to the downtown clerk's office, and it probably costs about $10, and you say, I'm going to do a new business. It's not going to be incorporated. It's going to be under the name of ABC Records, and you file a simple doing business. You, you are required to register your business. Um, but there are many, many forms that having uh, a small business can take. And once again, we have some superb business planning materials that we would be most happy to share. If you have an idea, a concept, you're thinking of getting started, um, there was a series of really good publications put out by Columbus Life Insurance Company. Uh, it's literally some of the best material that I've ever seen anytime, anywhere. Uh, it includes um, specimen agreements for buy-sell. We'll talk about buy-sell and what do you do if you want to exit your business. Um, there's a confidential business planning profile where, in a very organized way, it lets you put down who is your team of advisors working for you, what are your plans for continuation, what are your plans for selling the business or liquidating the business. Because even when you begin a business, you really ought to think about what's my exit strategy? Do I want to build it up and sell it, make a lot of money, and go on to something else? Do I want to build it and operate it so that? When my 20-year-old son finishes school, um, he's going to come into business with me, and we're going to expand and have a second location. You need to think about what your goals are, your strategies, but you need to think about an exit strategy. And one of the most important strategies of all is called the pay-yourself-first rule. Um, if you think that your business is going to produce income for you and help support you and your family, you need to take a paycheck. You need to get paid. And you need to think about making sure that when you build a budget, you're going to put enough money aside so that you can get paid also. What if you have a brother that you're going to do business with? What if you have a sister you're going to do business with or other family members? Well, one of the things you want to avoid is having disputes, disagreements. So you want to have some kind of a, a, a written agreement that describes what your functions are going to be, what do you do in the event of disputes. You, re you really want to avoid having family feuds. We've got some great information on that. And what happens if you're in partnership with somebody? Partnership is another form of operating a business. So you've got two people that say, let's start a business. My first cardinal rule always, Peter, has been between family and friends have a written agreement. I'd rather see two strangers come in and work together without a written agreement. But you want to make sure that if you're friends now, you're going to be friends later. If you're family now, you're going to be friendly family later. So have a written agreement. It'll describe what happens. And what happens if one partner in a partnership dies? You want to make sure that's covered as well. Uh, you don't want to say, well, 
My partner Jim died two weeks ago, and his interest has passed off to his wife, and she's never been in the business. She's never set foot in our operation. Now she wants to come in and be a partner with me. Well, that's not a healthy situation for anybody. No, you need to have everything absolutely spelled out in writing and agreed upon. There's also special types of insurance that partners can have on each other should one of them pass away. and uh, So there's a lot, of, a lot more detail that goes into um, a partnership that you need to uh, take thought of. And we've done over the years a number of buy-sell agreements which describe this. What happens if one person suddenly is incapacitated, they can no longer work, or what happens if one person dies unexpectedly? And it happens. It happens every single day. So you want to have a written agreement, and what if there's not enough money in the business to buy out the interest of the person who's died, uh, who's deceased? And yet the spouse says, well, you know, my husband owned half of this business, and his interest is worth $100,000, and I need the money to live on, so I want the business sold so I can collect my money. Well, you can avoid that if you have a, uh, a written agreement. It can be uh, uh, financed with insurance, so you can have a life insurance program with partners, or what if you get three or four owners? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have family finance, split dollar insurance. There's a lot of different kinds you can have. We're going to talk about uh, life insurance and deferred compensation. We're going to talk about an exit strategy, and most importantly, we're going to talk about how do you get funding in the first place to start your business. So stay tuned. We're going to come right back after a short break. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to my special co-host this morning, Peter Lance. Good morning again, everyone. Morning. Peter, you're just finishing the baseball season now, which I know has been wonderful and it has used up a lot of your evenings hasn't it almost every single one almost every single night of the week until 10 o'clock or later some nights how are the boys playing excellent excellent yep uh they are both in the playoffs one of them is going to be in the championship game really on wednesday the other one will play tomorrow night um on monday yeah uh to decide who gets to go to the championship game Peter, that's awesome. How yeah. old are they? Uh, they just had birthdays last week. They are 10 and 13 now. So beautiful. That's a great dad. And I mean it. I, I love dads who really take part in their kids' lives. Good for you. I've always been at least an assistant coach this year. Well, for the past three years, I've been the head coach of my younger son's team and assistant coach of the other team. And it really is a lot of time and a lot of work. And my wife keeps telling me I should back off from, from it. And it's just taking too much of my time. And it really does. But I tell her, you know, in five years, right. they're going to be off driving and having fun with their friends and forgetting about mom and dad. And yep. so we're, I'm building the memories that they'll have when they're older and I'll have when I'm older. And it passes quickly. Sure it and does. they both have never been really uh, – their, their teams have never been lucky enough to advance – far if at all in the playoffs so it's exciting to have both of them so far into the playoffs what are their team names uh my younger son's team that i am the head coach of is the red sox the junior league red sox love it (laughs) and nathan's team is the little league rangers i love it it's great fun i get to go to a lot of the games as well and it's funny because they're totally tuned in with their teammates sure and they don't really want to take time to talk to papa (laughs) are Uh, you kidding no (laughs) um but it's important that they know that you're there. Yes. 
And they sometimes, appreciate it. Sometimes yes. I'll be 50 feet away, and they'll look around, they catch my eye, and I'll just give them a little wave, and they'll give me a little wave back. And that's enough. That's perfect. You know, they know you're there. But it's fun. It's, it's just fun to watch them progress over the years and go yeah. from – you know, dropping the ball to catching the ball, and it's, yep. it's just lots and lots of fun. Good luck to them. Thank you. So and it's exciting, but at the same time, I can't wait for it to wrap up <laughs> and actually enjoy a little bit of summer off, off of the baseball field. <laughs> and you know what happens after that, Phil, and his family? No, what happens after that in his family is he's got a three-year-old daughter, uh-huh. and then he'll be in for a world of trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Soccer. But it's what life is all about. Yes, that's well, right. our special topic this morning is getting started with a small business and how do we get started. And, and what if you just need a little inspiration? Well, Peter just read a quotation from Henry Ford, which I've always liked. And one of the uh, co-founders of a company called Omniture, and he was the founder and CEO of a company called Domo, said... When you find an idea that you just can't stop thinking about, that's probably a good one to pursue. And you've heard of um, Amazon, obviously. Have you heard of Amazon, Peter? You owe your life to Amazon? (laughs) Absolutely love them. Believe me, I don't get paid anything I wish I could because it would be the the amount of times that I mention them, if I could get a dollar for every time just to friends and on the air. We buy... Almost everything except for groceries on Amazon nowadays. Well, the founder of Amazon is a gentleman named Jeff Bezos, B-E-Z-O-S, and he said, I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that, but I knew the one thing I might regret is not trying. You know, Jeff is hiring, did you hear? Yes, yes. Over in Fall River? In Fall River, they've got a big uh, uh, warehouse that's going into a place. They're going to hire about 500 people there. Absolutely. Uh, They're going to be primarily warehouse jobs, but terrific. It's a Full benefits, Ray. Full benefits. It's a great opportunity for people in our area. I know exactly where that location is, too. I lived in uh, East Freetown for five years, and the baseball fields in Freetown were over um, in uh, the Asonet side. And right there on the Freetown uh, Fall River line is where they're building that facility. So here's a good tip. I also read recently that they're not going to be doing any in-person interviewing, at least not at this point. All their hiring, all their initial screening is going to be strictly on the computer online. Mm -hmm. So if you're not familiar with computer skills, do so or find somebody who can help. Good point. I'm glad you brought it up because the New Bedford Career Center is asking anyone who needs help to go down there. They have the computers. They have the people to help. And this is through the beginning of uh, August. And you want to make sure you have a resume. It doesn't They'll matter. With that. Even if it's just a warehouse job, get a resume. Have somebody help you write the resume professionally. Have somebody, anybody, and hopefully two people review your resume. You would be surprised how many mistakes I see when I'm interviewing for people on their resume, and you can tell that it was never edited by anybody else. Mm. I was just going to mention the same thing. We occasionally hire uh, people in our combined operations. We have about 15 people right now, and occasionally we'll hire and expand and do something different. But we'll get 50 resumes in, um, half of the resumes will have serious, glaring deficiencies in them. Like what? 
typos, oh. typographical oh. errors. Oh, sure. Uh, and, and they look sloppy and they look unprofessional. Take the time to get a resume done correctly and line up some good references that you might actually include. Uh, I haven't seen the application that Amazon's using, but they may be asking for references. Quick story. Sure. I'm coming out of Market Basket with my Alexis, right? We're at the stoplight there, and the guy sticks his head into the window and says, Hey, Phil! You got a buck? I said, how do I? <laughs> Phil, how do you know it's me? I listen to you all the time on the radio, Phil. So I, I felt like I was bagged. <laughs> so I, I reach into my pocket and I bring out a dollar. And he says, thank you, Phil. Hey, can I use you for a reference? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, my <laughs> wind. <laughs> I well, have to you tell you... That means he's applying for a job somewhere. That's right. right. At least he's doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> Last job begging. <laughs> uh, one of the absolute all-time favorite resumes that I received was about a year ago, and under the skills section was attention to detail, and immediately underneath that it said attention to detail. <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. <laughs> That is funny. Maybe oh, that's great. maybe they meant to see if you were looking at it. <laughs> but sir, that was one of the funny ones. We passed that around the office because they they put it down twice. Attention to detail. <laughs> Please proofread your resumes, ladies and gentlemen, when you apply for jobs. Now, some good things are happening in our area. Get prepared. But you know what that's going to mean? It's going to mean that maybe you this is the time for you to start your business. I want to give you a couple of other quick quotations, and then I would need to get into some real important substantive material also. Um, Steve Case, co-founder of AOL. You've heard of AOL. In the end, a vision without the ability to execute it is probably a hallucination. So it's not enough to just think that you've got a good idea. You've got to take some action. You have to do something. Uh, the founder, co-founder of a company called Behance, Steve, Scott Belsky said, it's not about ideas, it's about making things happen. So you have to take some action. And um, let's see, there was one more I was going to say. Uh, there's another company called Git, G-I-T, GitHub co-founder, Tom Preston. When I'm old and dying, I plan to look back on my life and say, wow, that was an adventure. Not, wow, I sure felt safe. Ah, yeah. So... The message in all of these quotations, these are people who had ideas, they got started, they got motivated. Well, an entrepreneur is exactly that. They, you know, take a risk on something that they believe in. Is entrepreneur a Greek word, Phil, or is that a French word? It is French. I think it's a French word. One who makes a beginning, probably. Well, I don't know if the French took everything from the Greeks, but they took some. <laughs> <laughs> and so did the Romans. <laughs> Well, let's come back. We were talking before about, so you have a plan. How are you going to get financed? You can go to your local bank, but you better have a business plan. You better have a track record. Maybe you have a little money in the bank. Maybe you pull in some money from relatives and friends as seed money to get started. So you can say to the lending institution, yes, we have $20,000, but we need to borrow another 80000 because it's going to cost us $100,000 to kick off this operation, and here's our business plan showing how we're going to spend the money, what we're going to use it for, how we're going to spend money on marketing, and we need some working capital for 60 days to get started while we're waiting for money to come in the door. 
So you have to have a plan. And um, one of the great sources of money in our area also is the SBA. You can get an SBA loan. But they have some special programs you can apply for where literally you can get 24-hour approval. Uh, typically, you have to have a credit score of at least 620, and you have to have been in business for a year for that particular program. So maybe this is for a small business that's needs some seed capital, needs to expand, needs to buy another business along with what they're already operating. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we can direct you to all these sources. We're happy to sit down with you and give you a complimentary hour of our time and say, what's your structure? What's your plan? Do you have a business plan? How could we change that? What are your goals? Uh, Where are you applying for financing? Are you going to lease space? Are you going to buy space? Uh, All these decisions, location, business plan, need to be made with some ideas and some thought. Uh, We can also give you a lot of uh, marketing ideas because we've got two people in our operation that do mostly marketing and help us. And marketing isn't just putting ads in the paper. It's saying, what's your target audience? Who do you want to reach out to? Do you have a website? Should you have a website? Should you do social media marketing? There are lots and lots of different decisions. Um, we haven't followed too much on our outline this morning, Pete, but we've got a great outline. Look at your finances, write a business plan, get some assistance, choose a location. How are you going to finance your business? And then what's going to be the legal structure? We talked briefly about a sole proprietorship. Uh, we talked a little bit about a partnership. Partnership is an agreement with one or more other people. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely has to be in writing. Well, Should, starting a business has an enormous amount of things that you have to think about and put into place. I mean, as you said, you need to start with the business plan. What are your goals? What do you want the business to be? But then there's so many other aspects about it. You have to incorporate. You have to determine how the business is going to be held. Uh, You have to think about insurance, whether it's liability insurance, workers' comp insurance. I mean, there is a lot to think about, and we have the outline to help anyone who wants to think about starting their own business. One of the things that, um, I don't know why it just clicked into my mind, but very old song that I used to think about all the time when I saw you leaving the house at 7 in the morning and coming home at 7 or 8 at night every single night when I was, you know, in high school that song, um, You Could Be Self-Employed, I Love to Work at Nothing All Day. And I was thinking how hard business owners are when they own their own business. And I always thought that song was so misinformed and so strange when I saw you working 12, 13-hour days. Yeah, my song is more like um, jo- uh, Johnny Cash, uh, you load 16 tons, what, <laughs> what do you, you get? get? Yeah, I actually know that song. Tennessee Ernie Ford. That's, that's right, it was Tennessee Ernie Ford, wasn't it? What a voice, huh? Yeah, he he had a great voice. But um, finance your business. It's not just going to a bank. It can be a government program. It can be community programs for financing through the Chamber of Commerce, for example. There are many, many sources of financing, and we're happy to direct them to you. You know, I've had people come in and ask me, well, I'm about to start a business, and should I incorporate right away? And sometimes we'll say yes, and sometimes we'll say no. Sometimes we'll say, well, it's going to show the bank or the lending institution that maybe you really have thought through the organizational side a little bit better because you've taken the time to form a corporation. So in that sense, it can be a good thing to do. 
There are some unique features of corporations. Uh, you've got liability protections, so you're not putting up your own assets. If the corporation has financial difficulties later, you could collapse the corporation if you needed to. Uh, so it has many, many, many things you can do. Whatever business you may or may not be thinking about, just think about the long-term, you know, the longevity of what that business might be or not be. Uh, you think about video stores and how popular they were years ago, but with technology moving as fast as it is, everybody just, you know, downloads and streams movies nowadays. Personally, I actually would love to still go to a video store and look through the titles and I enjoyed that experience when I was growing up, and it's not the same. Um, but, you know, same thing with uh, TV repair shops used sure. to be all over the place, and now, Absolutely. you know, people don't bother to repair their TVs. You just throw them out and go get another one. So. No, they used to come to your house. Yeah. They'd actually come with their little satchel in the living room. So although it's impossible to predict exactly what's going to happen with technology moving so fast, you want to make sure that whatever business you have, that it's not going to be phased out in five, ten years. But I think the video business will come back in 23 years. So it, just like the records, the you know, vinyl, <laughs> how they have come back all of a sudden, they're popular again. I loved going to the video store. Even I know. when uh, when I lived in Freetown, there was a video store in the north end of New Bedford, and I would go at least once a week with the whole family. Yeah, and they of had course. a free thing of popcorn that you'd walk through the store <laughs> eating the popcorn. Yeah, and you'd look through the titles and you'd ask the owner, "Hey, any good recommendations?" And it, it's just a different experience than just clicking yeah. on a remote and downloading something. Exactly. All right, so I've got one for you, Pete. A drive-in movie theater. Well, thank you for taking my idea that I talked to you about a couple weeks ago. (laughs) That's why I brought it up. But do you know in Rhode Island, it's very successful. Sure. The one off of Route 146. Yes. I have said for probably 20 years I would love to have a drive-in, a modern Mm drive-in movie theater with modern video and modern sound, but with an old-style feel to it where the employees are dressed like they're out of the 50s and 60s. Um, you know, maybe even the you get the girls in roller skates bringing food to your car. I don't know. So how about a drive-in movie theater, Pete, where, I mean, in the old days, you could go over one row and over another row and over another row. Oh, but that's right. Maybe have barriers designed so you couldn't do that. So you've got your car parked, and then next to your car, you've got a total barrier that nobody can drive through. And it's like a little concrete lounge area oh. where you can actually sit outside your car. Your speaker is now a, a digital speaker that nice. you can control the volume on, yes. and you could have blankets on the chair, and you could sit in the chair instead, but you're not going to be concerned about somebody coming up behind you and running you over if you're on a blanket Yeah, because there's a, there's a barrier they couldn't get through. I idea. I remember clearly having the old station wagon and watching a movie from the back of the station wagon backed up to the, the, to the uh, video screen, watching E.T., you know, and <laughs> yep. Goonies and all those movies when I was a kid. So sure. I, I think that that would – I think it would do really well around here. The closest one is uh, the one that you talked about in Rhode Island, then there's one in Wellfleet. Well, But both right. of those are an hour to two hours away. Yeah. So. Well, we used to have one uh, in Dartmouth where the uh, Walmart is right now. Yeah. How about the Fairhaven? Yeah. In Fairhaven, yes. Right behind that little motor court. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a need for a drive-in theater. So if somebody wants to do a drive-in theater – and wants ideas on how to structure it and so forth, come and see us. Peter will be your partner. (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) But you could have all kinds of amenities. You could have little fireworks displays. There's there's so many 
more ideas you could pump into that. But you have to have a team, don't you, when you're starting a business or expanding a business or you want to acquire a new business. Your team might be your accountant, your attorney, your finance person, or somebody who can pull it all together like us. Obviously, um, Peter, your mother, and Tenny is the um, is an attorney who's done many, many business transactions. So you need to have a team of people. You need to build a brand. You need to advertise. You need to be careful how you spend your money, what you're going to spend your money on. But there's a lot of different elements that go into this. Um, lots of good reasons. And our tax code, the Internal Revenue Code, in many, many ways favors small business. There are many tax benefits you can have when you start a small business. You can pay yourself. You can write off the cost of the rent. You can deduct uh, transportation costs. You can pay for new equipment sometimes and get tax credits. Uh, again, we've got whole documents and papers on just tax tips themselves for starting a, bit, a new business. Well, as usual, and I mentioned this about a month ago, I have probably two inches worth of papers here that you and Deb and Ashley have put together for the show, and we haven't even gone through any of it because we've been goofing off a lot today, <laughs> staying off topic. Have you been? <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> well, I have an article in my hands, for example, 10 Tax Tips for Small Business Owners from the American Institute of CPAs. Number one reason that small businesses have benefits is because you have the advantage of deducting a lot of things. And you can put other individuals in your family on the payroll, and you can help build up a Social Security account, which will be helpful to you later. But you want to make sure you do things in conjunction with somebody who really understands the tax laws, and they're going to do your tax return. We've done a lot of work with John Lally in Fairhaven, as an example. Great guy. And if you're listening, John, uh, we think you do a terrific job. And he can tell you when you can deduct something and when you should not try to deduct something. Well, we have uh, two different uh, forms that we'd be willing to share with anyone uh, who would like a copy that talks about the choice of entity, whether it's a C-Corp, an S-Corp, a general partnership, a lim limited partnership, a limited liability, and on and on. And it talks in great detail about the pros and cons of everything. Well, we've got some, uh, we've actually got three or four different variations of this particular chart. So if you're unsure about what kind of entity you might want to use, we can send out some information to you really quickly that would be helpful in figuring that. You know, um, taxes, life insurance, finance, all these are important pieces of running a small business. Uh, I want to mention one quick thing about tax tips. And this is a tax trap that a lot of small businesses fall into. Make sure if you're going to have anybody on the payroll, the very first thing you do, even if you have one employee, is have a service that's going to do your payroll for you. Yes, you can write out a payroll check in your office. But when you run low on cash that week, the temptation is going to be, gee, I can't afford to pay the taxes this week. If you use a payroll service, you're not going to fall into that trap because that has to get paid every week. This is part of pay yourself first, or pay your employees first. Yep. But the money that the payroll service is going to take from you is also going to include the money for FICA, Social Security, and you don't have to worry about it. Right. And I know too many people that have fallen into oh, that trap. Sure. 
Um, but we also want you to know the rules for equipment and when you can get tax credits. Uh, we want to make sure you have the required insurance, which would include workers' compensation insurance. The rules are very strict about that. You can get audited uh, from the state. Veterans have particular credits that are available to them. They have good financing vehicles that are available to them. And we want to make sure that there's two other things that are not overlooked when you're planning to start a business or expand a business or add to your business. Do you have a good retirement plan in, in place for yourself? Um, are you able to put money aside for retirement for employees or have a plan that they could contribute to? And that is a, a huge thing to consider when you're talking about owning your own business because, you know, if you work for a company, most of the times you can contribute to a 401k and the money comes out before you even think about it or realize it. Um, but when you own your own business, it's really hard to think about, well, I need to set aside, hey, even 25 bucks a week towards your own retirement. So you don't want to be 60, 70 years old and still having to work because you're self-employed and realize that you haven't set up any uh, retirement plan for yourself. The last thing I want to mention in about 20 seconds is you need an exit strategy. What's going to happen when you want to sell your business, you want to do something else, you want to move on, uh, have an exit strategy so when you're ready to retire, you've got a plan in place. And you want to make sure that the business is something that is uh, worthwhile to sell, that somebody's going to want to buy, or maybe you have children and you want to pass the business along to them. So please visit usawealthgroup.com. We're happy to send you Good stories, good materials, good forms about everything that we've talked about today. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Thank you for listening. We're here to help you. 